I just want to say thank you so much for showing up today, Royal. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. Of course. I Before we get started with any interview today, mm-hmm. I do want to dive a little bit deeper into the stylistic choices that you chose. Um, there are choices today. that I chose. Yes, I absolutely. Think that, um, that sums it up pretty well. I Today, I am wearing my NASCAR bomber jacket that my boyfriend in 2020 told me looked dated, um, which... It is because it was made in the eighties, um, which he just meant vintage. Ex- which, but. in a way, it could be vintage. Um, I'm wearing a sheer striped black top that I've been beating the hell out of for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and my hair has grown, and we could just leave it there. See, you're such a <laughs> shady. Fucking bitch! I'm kidding. Okay, I do think that your hair honestly looks very, very. Good. I can't. I feel. I feel no, horrible. No, do not feel horrible, Joe. Because the thing is, it's a royal. Because it like is giving. It's like shag mullet. That's the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's going well with your dated jacket, and then my and your beat eyes. My '90s grunge eyeliner is yeah. what I'm considering it. Yeah. Um, you did say I look like I'm dead. Well, I meant that you said a, it in a joking tone, but was it a joke? Well, I did also want to, like, are you are you indulging in in drugs? Uh, no, I'm not. And okay. I've actually never been more sober in my entire life. You, you vitamins, re- vitamins. You are looking healthy. Thank you. Of course. Well, I'm again very excited to have you on today. We have a lot to discuss, and I think a lot of the listeners have been wondering. Just who is Royal and how they came to be? Wow, Royal's non-binary. Well, I didn't want to gender Royal. I have no <laughs> I idea. I think that Royal actually is non-binary now that <laughs> we think about it. Um, this has been kind of a long await. Well, hold on. Good children. It's like... Sometimes you need a month off to get the you harmonies need, perfect. Because I think that we've learned a lot. I feel like I was going up and up and up and up usually. Yeah, always. And I'm choosing to scale back a little bit this year and in how I approach the the vocal song. Do you think that's just how you approach vocal song? Or do you think that you're learning how to scale back in general? In general, I think it might be a year of scaling back. That's very beautiful. Thank you. Of course. Um, <clears throat> so now that we have you here, Royal. Um, I hey think- guys, and welcome back to Good Children, the podcast where hosts Joe Hedges and Andrew Muscarella reflect on our 23 years of friendship, growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and all of the nostalgia, trauma, and alter egos that go along with it. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for, especially me, because I can't wait to get the questions out. And, <laughs> and let with. me just say, the way that this episode is going to end is I think it could win an award. I have a feeling this is our Peabody. I think this could be our Peabody. I think Boy State is our Nobel Peace Prize. Correct. Who Drank at My 17th Birthday Party Part 2 is our Peabody. Yes. So just as a a glimmer of what's ahead, we've gotten some requests for a royal episode. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll happily apply. <laughs> Just like twist my arm. Um, and also, we, 
I, I set Andrew off with a task as I left mm-hmm. for my trip to get to the bottom of the mystery of my 17th birthday party. For those unacquainted, I would probably revisit that episode before you listen to this one. And all I have to say is when Joe gives me a task to this magnitude, you take it seriously. I'm taking it seriously. And Regardless if that. I'm sick to my stomach that I have to reach out to people I'm still friends with to ask them about statements about his 17th birthday. It honestly put it into perspective, though, when I was doing it. I was like, what are we doing? doing? I'm yeah. like, I'm asking for statements, but then also have to clarify to say, like, don't even worry. Like, if it was you, <laughs> we're not upset at this <laughs> point. Like, I just need to clarify. Well, I would hope everyone would know we're not upset at this point. At of this course. point, it's just a matter of, like, we want to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, we're, we're investigators. I'm desperate to know. It's true crime. It is. I mean, it was a crime, and it is true. Well, we're and I have some information that... I think is going to shock you as well. Shut the fuck up. Yes. It feel, I feel this also feels like a housewives reunion. I did have someone have fess up to it, but in a way that they weren't sure if they were doing it. So or they're not. just kind of like panic they, guessing. I think that in the United States court of law, that person would be going to prison for the rest of their lives. Well, so. that person knows who they are and they might, we might just have to say their name. Okay. So Royal. For the next 50 or so minutes, I want you to feel as comfortable as possible. I'll try. As, well, I would hope. Um, I want you to. In my own bedroom. (laughs) In your own bedroom. And I guess it's, I should be thanking you for having me here today. Well, thank you for, thank you for hosting. And I think it's been 10 years too long. It has been. People have heard from you. So from Royal. Um, So I guess going off of that, where have you been? Hmm. I guess it's kind of interesting. It's interesting we're doing this episode when we're doing it because mm. yesterday I got a $20 PayPal payment from Redbubble Incorporated to Royal Hedges. Um <laughs> for, <laughs> and I was like, "Hold on a second. Like I forgot that I have a Redbubble account." And I get paid out like every like quarter from Redbubble. It's always like twenty dollars. Yeah, it's like people buying stickers. Um, but I went to the account and it's Royal Hedges, and the bio for the account says, like Royal Hedges, eighteen years old, aspiring anything. And I think that about sums it all up. And I'm wearing my wide brimmed Amish hat, my big glasses, and I'm like. I'm sucking you in were the sucking cheeks, cheek, and yeah. it's like filtered to ten levels of like grain and grit and light leaks. Um, but it was really, I was like, oh my god, like this actually is like a time capsule of this of this point in my life. And the designs on the red bubble, and if you're a real bitch, you had a red bubble account in high school. Yep. If you're a real bitch, you were designing stickers in high school for strangers to buy. What on were you red designing? Bubble and or Society Six. I was designing. I remember Society Six. How could you forget? I was. I actually also have a Society Six account, which I have to. I'm also sure that in. I didn't even realize I was purchasing things from your Society <laughs> Six. Um, I remember I was doing perks of being a wallflower. Love. I had um, a graphic of Sam and Charlie, that said, "We accept the love we think we deserve." I had an infinity sign that said, "Some infinities are greater than other infinities." John Green, the fault in our stars. I had. You were kind of cashing in. I was cashing in. I had. 
I have loved words and I've hated them, but I hope I have made them true with a silhouette of death and then Liesel from the book Thief. People are still buying that one. People are buying hoodies with that on it. I... Book Thief? Anyway, I feel like Royal... I don't think Royal like has ever left my body. I guess he you was suppressed. born in the winter of 2013, okay. I want to say. It was like a, literally a decade ago. And now dive into, because my next question was going to be, what was the Genesis story of Oh, Royal? so, okay. So start there. So I remember, I remember it was, okay, so culturally it's 2013. Mm. For lack or, for, for better or for worse at this time, icons of the industry were Miley and her Bangers Tour era, yep. Kanye and his Yeezus era, Beyonce had just released self-titled, um, Hannah Montana was dead and gone for a while now. Um, May she rest. But there was this kind of, like, for me, it was when I began to, like, idolize celebrity and, like, pay attention to how they worked and how things happened. And, I mean, we all know Sasha Fierce. We all know Sasha Fierce. And I think I, at this point in my life, understood that in order to birth who I wanted to be, I had to become somebody else. Okay. And I think it was because, like, to get sad, it was, like, I was gay, I was fat, I didn't have a lot of friends, like, I was socially awkward, like, a lot of my life was online. Like, I think I wanted to just become someone else. Um, But I remember vividly watching the Royal Tenenbaums in my basement on Christmas break 2013. Okay. Or... Royal Tenenbaum. So it may have been Christmas break 2013. Yeah. Mm. Winter break. Like junior year. And I remember watching the Royal Tenenbaums and just loving the fact that his name was Royal. Royal Tenenbaum was Mm. his name. And Wes Anderson became a big part of my life at that time. Then cut to. And this is something I was telling Ross this recently about you, which is kind of shocking. I remember summer of 2013, going into summer 2013, you were over, we were in the playroom, we were on the desktops, and you said, have you heard that song Royals by Lord?" Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And you were like, Joe, you have to listen to it. I know you're going to love her. And I was like, is she, like, I remember, I remember vividly pressing play and like those synapses in my brain firing off. Mm -hmm. Like that was it. So then we had it was thanks to you. You I'm like actually me to Lord. Like, you kind of just like made the next couple of months for <laughs> you me. You changed my life radically in that moment. I'm so happy that I introduced you to Lord. And like, can you believe? I actually like can't believe. I mean, listen, and I'll give you the credit, Chapel Rowan. You've been there. I know, I know, you've been I know. there for Renee Rap. You've been. You've... Was I almost there for Nicki Minaj? I do believe that I, I was. <laughs> I think I was there right along with I guess, you. For I guess Nikki, you were. But I, I feel like you were. you were definitely you were you were the forefront of that one as well. I'm sure. I kind of like I am that bitch. You do know you know music and you know who would like certain music. So Anyways, thank you for that. Of course, the um, least I could do. So I remember with when Royals came out, it also kind of solidified it. And I feel like in that time, mm. I remember I was planning. College was coming up admissions groups were coming up and i said to myself i'm gonna go into college and introduce myself as royal Mm. that was the plan so i wanted to get a head start so going into senior year i said to my friends from this day forward i want to be known as as royal Royal. so royal was your your alter ego that became the ego the The ego. ego and super ego and how many people would you say knew about royal I feel like it was anyone who knew me at that point. I remember, I remember texting you. 
Mm-hmm. I remember verbatim saying from this day forward, please refer to me as royal. Yep. This was actually like in retrospect, like deep mental illness, but yeah. also like I feel like my wishes should have been granted. Like I sh- people should have respected it. Like I didn't want to be called Joe. Like I wanted a new name and yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't treated with the respect it deserved at the time. I think it was too ahead of its time. Um I think it was I think it was a little bit ahead of its time. I would say if you were if you were to say call me royal now, now immediately no one would even bitches bat would get an canceled eye. for saying Joe. Absolutely. And that's what we <laughs> yeah. need to bring here. We that's do need what to bring, bring to the table. Because I do believe like for on my side of it, me hearing you tell me to call, call you royal, royal, I was like yeah, like if that's what Joe wants, I'm gonna call him royal. But in the back of my mind, I was like, something's off here. Yeah, of course, and that's usually. But how I kind of just have me. like I kind of like felt that. I kind of remember I mean? you like I remember like texting you it, and you kind of just like, and I think you like just were like, okay, perfect. Like, I think <laughs> that was your response. No <laughs> follow ups, nothing. Okay, amazing. Okay, great. Um, I remember like Frank was like, I'm absolutely not doing that, yeah. and like obviously no one was doing it. With full, I like that's the thing about me, and it carries through to this podcast. Like, I say a lot of shit very definitively, yes, with like this tongue in cheekness where I'm like, I'm being serious, but I'm also not. And yeah. like, sometimes I don't think that that relays to people, and people think I'm being 100% sincere. So, like, the royal thing in high school was like obviously a bit. Like, it wasn't like I was fully committed but to But did the, you want it to be a bit? I, well, that's what it was. And that's how I do things usually. Yeah. I started as a bit and hope it sticks. Mm. I think I wanted people to actually call me royal, but I was not willing to claim it as hardly as I could have. Instead, mm-hmm. I was like, haha, I'm royal. So I'm not trying to take this in a, a dark way. Go for it. But what it seems to me is that Royal was a form of potentially like a coping mechanism. So I, I, I just would like to play a little situation here. Okay, great. Now, if you were a therapist and you were to see this happening, what would you say might be bubbling beneath the surface? Well, first of all, I think if I was a therapist and someone said they wanted to like change their identity up, I would say go for it. Exactly. I say I think I invite everyone into into personal reinvention on every corner. I think that's an amazing opportunity to find yourself. I completely agree. Um, at the same time, because if that was the case, though, Royal would have stayed. Well, I think Royal was shut down by the haters. I think Royal was shut down by the haters. Yeah. No. Um. And I think what was bubbled again, it was it was self hate. Yeah. I think because here's the thing, like I don't know what it's like now. I don't know if it was like just a me experience in high yeah. school, but like I remember like obviously like the trends have changed now, but I remember so badly in like junior year of high school wanting a pair of skinny jeans so badly and like not being allowed to get them. And for what reason? I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe it it's was like maybe you, it was homophobia. Yeah. Maybe it was like it was. It, you'll look yes. weird. Like, but I, like my parents controlled a lot of what I wore then, and like what mm, I yeah. everything I did kind of was because like they were the ones that were putting parents. money behind it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So once I started getting my own money, like I, I feel like once I graduated high school, I took full control. But like, I just felt like I think I. It, it's like a very con- like when you're in high school, 
and you go to a Catholic school, you're not like you're wearing a uniform every single day. Like it's very hard to develop like a sense mm. of self outside of that, especially when your parents are making decisions about what you're wearing and what you're buying. Like, yeah, do you know really what I mean? I know what you mean because like, you, again, you're being told what to wear for school in the first place. Mm-hmm. You leave that space and you're still being told, not told what to wear, but kind of guided into what to wear yes. because you have no control over funding or anything. And you a lot say, of my, this, but a lot of my friends in high school didn't live nearby. Yeah. So like, it wasn't easy to socialize with them outside of school. So it also was like, school was kind of the only opportunity to like have social experiences and i had to be in a uniform so like and also when you're fat i feel like being fat in a uniform isn't doing you any favors Mm. in terms of expressing who you are like if someone's like everyone's looks the same but you're fat do you know what i mean like that's all it is and i think at this time in my life i was ready to start experimenting with like styles and fashion that to, made you feel good. That made me feel good and, like, made me feel confident. And I couldn't, like, I could not represent that with, like, gel in my hair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, that was the only thing I could possibly do. Yeah. And that wasn't even enough. Like, I also remember really wanting to shave the sides of my head and also being told no by my parents. Obviously, I could have gone into the fucking barber and got that done but i also was going to listen to what my parents thought i mean again it goes back to the good children yeah it's like you could have been the child that was rebellious in a way that you said fuck it right i'm gonna do that but it is honestly really admirable royal because i think he they gave you the space to again be who you wanted to be and a lot of people didn't have that they repressed a lot of the things that they wanted to do or wanted to feel or whatever and just kept going with the flow. Well, social and media push- gave me the space to be yeah. who I wanted to be. Like, I really do think that, like, this all coincided with the come up of Instagram and, like, realizing that what you present, like, I, it, it very quickly dawned on me that, like, you could present a different version of your life than what you're actually living on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think it was also peak inauthenticity at that mm-hmm. time. Like, now we all want every influencer to be, like, the realest person in the entire world. Like, relatable, poor, broke, like, down on their luck, like, funny, every, like, shaky camera, like, like, fucked up. Like, but then it was, like, everyone, it was, like, King Kylie. You know, mm-hmm. it was, like, perf- everyone wants to be rich. Everyone still wants to be rich. But, like, at that point, it was, there was no, like, eat the rich class warfare energy yeah. happening in in the 17 year old ethos. So it was like Kylie Jenner is the goal. Like <laughs> Miley is the goal. Like rich, flawless, like badass, like yeah. on the fringe of like drug culture, like was the goal. And so as a 17 year old privileged white boy from Long Island going to Catholic school, like it was easy to realize like I could kind of position myself this way on social media you want i think that you've always yearned to be i mean you are different but you've always kind of like that's why it looking back on it you going to catholic school and it being so like uniform like legitimately boggles my mind because you are anything but uniform let's take it away from from you know getting deep yeah, with royal please, for a second and let's get fun with royal yeah. for a second okay so give me some situations or some memories that you have of royal that you have cherished like when 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 would royal come out like you 
you came out as royal in, in college. High school. High school. How long did that last? I remember, I mean, like, again, a lot of it was internet. I remember my Instagram handle was Royal Hedges, and I remember my Twitter was Royal Hedges. And this is when you were at the award shows. <laughs> this is when, yeah. This is when I was sitting front row with Miley Cyrus yes. at the VMAs. This is when I was attending the Grammys, attending the Oscars. Like, let's just... Come on, unta- Joe. We all know that bitch. We all know... Do one- we? <laughs> you do i i do know that you bitch. know that bitch and everybody listening I knows think that bitch. everyone went to school with one compulsive liar who was <laughs> pretending to be famous on the internet in high school i genuinely believe it's a universal experience i think a lot of those people aren't brave enough to make a podcast about it well, but that, that's what sets us apart is that we're not afraid to publicly shame and humiliate ourselves i was photoshopping myself with Miley Cyrus. Yep. I was photoshopping myself with Kendall Jenner. I was photoshopping myself with Chloe Grace Moretz. I posted a, I posted a montage of images of me and Paris Hilton for Paris Hilton's birthday and said, happy birthday, miss you, girl, to Instagram. I do believe that if we were to post that now, she would comment. <laughs> she would say, she would like, Sliving. Sliving, um, love you. I, yeah, like, I was posting, like, I was living, it was, but again, it was a bit, like, it was a bit that I hoped people didn't know was a bit. It was like I don't know how to explain what but, that is. But when like, you're when you're my friends knew it was a fucking lie. Like that yeah. was the and like that was part of the joke. It was like just it's the same as this podcast. It's like how far can I take something where I sound serious and make people believe it? Like that to me is the funniest joke you could make. But it's it's so interesting because even though we, I personally knew it was a lie. Like, but did you think I was crazy? Like, did you think like no, Joe's I, out here pretending? Like, you had the, to have thought. No, because the scariest part, and like I, I think we're both <laughs> deeply unwell. Like the scariest part was like you were posting the fact that you were at the Grammys and I was Question. confirming it for other people that you were there. <laughs> so it's like if you were to commit a serious crime, I'd be, be so scared. I'd be an accomplice because See, I used to feel would... like my biggest concern was that other people were like, does this bitch really think we're at the Grammys? Because the answer was no. I know. But at the same time, I do remember getting back from back from one of them. Like it was a Sunday night. It must have been like the Grammys or something. I feel like you and posted pictures of you from, like from on the a plane, flight from the plane. <laughs> yeah, I did, and I timed it out. Like I set my alarm for yep. three a.m. and posted it. Joe, <laughs> I, Are like, you I did kidding? not want it to be a joke. I did not want it to be a joke. It was manifest. First of all, it was manifestation. Yes. one oh one. Like Absolutely. and I, and another like I didn't know these things at this time, but there also is like a belief in manifestation that. The alter ego helps you achieve what you want. Like the Sasha Fierce, like yep. was Beyonce did that to grow into what she wanted to to get more of the things that she was manifesting. Like it helps to have an alter ego. So Royal did help me achieve like what I wanted. And yeah, I do want to be at award shows. Yeah. I do want to be at these things. So I was just putting it out there as if I was. Like, and it was just so easy. Like when you give a 16-year-old the ability to Photoshop something well. He could conquer the world. Absolutely. Um, I do remember getting back from the Grammys, hypothetically. And I remember this girl, Danielle, who I still know to this day. Um, she was like, I'm really confused. Weren't you at the Grammys last night? And I was like, girl, the jet lag is so crazy right now. <laughs> like, it's so... And people were like, how did you... I really was one of those freaks, like a compulsive liar, because I remember... But I was doing... Like, it's but- so crazy, because it wasn't like... I wasn't doing it like trying to lie i was doing it like 
it was a gag to me. But I remember saying to her, my aunt, I was like, no, my aunt gets invited. Yeah. So I just went. But like hearing that, I know I sound like Lola from, from Confessions of Teen Trouble. Yeah. Like I know I sound like a compulsive liar. I'm really loving this episode already because it is like putting you on the spot. You, I'm seeing you in real time. I'm grilling like, myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing you in real time. Think about what you're saying. Because be I like, hear oh what my I'm god, saying. I sound crazy. Yeah, I hear it. But I do believe at the time it was like you were truly just lying, which is so interesting <laughs> to me. Which is so interesting to me because like you weren't lying. You were lying to the public. You weren't lying to yourself because this is or what to you my wanted. friends or to your friends. Like I think that royal really for you was like you saying to your friends. This is who I am. This is yes, who I want to be. This is who I want to be. You put a name on on them, but you were saying like whether it was your fashion, whether it was like your your social presence, your like song choices, anything like that is who you wanted to be perceived as. Yeah. But you weren't you just weren't comfortable, I guess being joe and doing that because there was separation between the two it was easier to make it all of it yes and but it's so what's interesting about the lies though is like you didn't i i didn't see it as lying like i didn't you didn't see it as lying and you saw it as a gag you saw it as a gag but like were you not worried about what other people thought? Well, no, no, I've never been. And that's a problem I have. That's I beautiful, think maybe, But as I'm aging, I'm a little bit more worried. I think, like, when the podcast started, I got more worried. Now I think I, maybe I care a little bit less. I've never cared. Like, there's certain things I have undying confidence about. And one of them is, like, my thoughts. Like, I, you know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm pretty good at checking myself regularly. Yep. I feel like the royal thing, I was like, who cares if someone, like, I didn't care if someone thought it was fake because I knew it was fake. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And my like my immediate friends, no one saw me post at the Grammys and say, text me and say, Joe, are you at the Grammys? Like, what do you I know what I mean? I saw was like, it's so impressive how like good it is edited. <laughs> like how well it's edited. I'm like, okay, like. Joe has some like serious skills. It was almost actually embarrassing to me when people did believe it. I yeah. think that because I remember I posted a picture of me and Kylie Jenner at a Life Water event, and I got comments from people saying like, "Oh my god, like, wait, this is crazy! I can't believe you met her." And that was that was humiliating because I was like, "No, this is not real," and that was actually the problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I. That is the problem. Because I and that shows where my mind was at, where I was like, don't don't humor me. Don't no. pretend this is real. Yeah. It was like a fantasy. You were living you were living in a fantasy world. Let me live that fantasy. We'll never be royals. But you were. But then well, were I, you? I weaponized that song against I think it's a you'll never be royal. It's kind of like you're the biggest bitch in the block. <laughs> I'm like, what? But then you have to remember, like, who I actually was then. I know. Like, the biggest loser, but then Emma Roberts in my head. Yeah. Like, it really just did And it would come up. out sometimes, but then, like, wow, it really, it's so interesting. I'm, like, trying to debunk Royal. Tumblr but, helped a lot. Yeah. But I think that's like I think that Royal allowed you to I mean with social media 
you have been so ingratiated in socials for that reason. Like you can be somebody different on the internet. Now you're you're completely yourself on the internet that you are off the internet, which is great. And I think that's how we are as a society. But yeah, it really goes to show you that you can be any you can be anything and anyone. Well, you can. Yes. Well, well yes. yes. Um, I think that. It's actually something I've been thinking about a lot as I plan to release music this year, as I set a deadline for myself, where I, like, do feel like if I didn't have this podcast, mm-hmm. it would be easier because then I could, like, completely create an alter ego and just go from there. But yeah. now it's, like, if I put out a song as Royal, it's, like, well, how about we listen to the 7,500 hours of this podcast where I'm being, like, a fucking loser every single week? And, like, it Don't just... say that about yourself. We're cool. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks it. <laughs> um, so it is. It's 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 harder, I guess, once you put your actual stuff out there to retreat. Yeah. Oh geez. Let me live that friendship. I have about a few more questions before I want to just deep dive, dive into dive the final question that will lead us to mm-hmm. um uh, a full statement from each person that was at your 17th birthday party (laughs) um so that could take a while the one is what what advice would you give royal today if if you were gonna do it again keep going keep going (laughs) i would say keep going immediately like i really think that that is like i wish i wish again Two sides to the coin. Okay. I'm very happy with the way that I, things have been happening for me. I yes. think if it happened a different way, mistakes would be would have been made um, along the way. Yeah. Which, I mean, mistakes are made along the way this way as well, but whatever. I think if I had kept going, if I, I, if I had bought the skinny jeans junior year, mm-hmm. if I had, like, gotten the Doc Martens, if I had, like, shopped it, or also, I guess everything was also a price issue. But I just wish I leaned in and then, like... Even in in college, I did. Like, in college, I definitely experimented with fashion a lot more. I remember, like, wearing my the tightest jeans you've ever yep. seen in your entire life. But it was also still, like, I think I, like, stole Amanda's jeggings. Like, I was, like, borrowing shit from my sister's closet that I thought was cool. Which you were, of, like, wearing a jegging. I was wearing a jegging. <laughs> I was wearing... Joe jegging hedges. I was jegging the fuck up. Like, it was crazy what was jegging. happening. I was jegging McCartney. It was really nuts. I'm going to start saying I'm jegging. Have you called jeggy yet? <laughs> yeah, literally. Again, the Amish hat I got from Amazon. Like, yep. the fat... Like, I just... And that's why I'm wearing my, like, black eye eyeshadow yeah. right now. Like, I like the way my hair looks in the current moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to just... Do like if I have a thought in my head, like just execute on it aesthetically. Yeah. Like, I I think it's easy to fall back into what is like classically attractive or classically normal. And I'll have phases where I go like full English professor because it's like that. I know that that's the easiest that thing you could do. Random point of the podcast. The ties were different. That was supposed to be fashion, and I don't regret it. No, I don't regret it. I think it, I, in retrospect, it didn't, it didn't look good, but I don't regret the fact. I don't that think I it looked bad. It was just weird. I look like a Mormon, and like that's fine. But like, I don't regret that I tried it. And that's like, I look back at the pictures of me with the, with the Amish hat on and the skinny jeans, and it's like, yeah, I look fucking stupid. Yeah, but. Who got hurt? No Who, and that's like always oh, like my mom. That's what always, you wanted. Yes. And my mom 
always was like, you don't want to look back at pictures and say, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like with like hair and shit. And I'm like, yeah, I actually really do. Like, I think it'd be so boring if I look back at myself 20 years from now and I was like, oh wow, I looked great and everything looked perfect. Like I want to look like, I love looking at old pictures and being amazed at the fashion and like questioning like why someone would think that was fashionable. Like I think we're at that point with mullets and shit. Like where it's like, we're, we're all as a culture, like leaning into being more like ugly on purpose. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like, I just want to, I just want to, I would like to remind myself as a 17 year old that like your ideas aren't crazy. And like, it's fun to experiment. Now, do you think that ever stops? Like for our listeners, what what's your advice to them? What I'm same gathering thing. is the same thing. It's like whatever you're feeling in the moment, whether you want to explore your fashion, you want to explore your st- like music choices, you how name. you're perceived on the internet, your name, your anything. It's just going for it because it's so easy to stay where you're at and be complacent with where you're at. And then in 25 years, you you do look back and you're like, oh my God, like the worst thing to say would be like, oh, you nothing's changed. Right. I mean, that's also a great thing. It's a great thing. Ways. I mean, in many ways for but, sure. Yeah. But like, I think it's just fun. It's to evolution. Make mistakes, like yep. harmless mistakes that like don't affect anyone at all, including yourself. Like, I think if you do like, if again, if there's that gut feeling in you that you want to change something about yourself, just do it. Like, don't wait. Like, what's the point of waiting? You could literally get hit by a car today and die. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, if I, and I think that was also a big stress for me. Like when I used to be, I was really afraid of death and I feel like it was because I was not doing anything I wanted to do. Yeah. I was not living my authentic truth and realizing like once I started to lean into who I am, it's like, I'm willing to take more risks and do more things because what's the fucking point? Like, what is the point of playing it safe? Mm -mm. The amount of shit happening every single day. It's like, and I want to be, I want to look normal for strangers. I've been sticking with this quote and I didn't read the newsletter because it's paid. Um, So sorry to Teffy on that one, but Teffy released a newsletter and someone posted a quote from it. And it was like, I'm paraphrasing it incorrectly, but she said something to the effect of like, for so long, I stood in front of people who did not know who they are and asked them to tell me who I am. Mm. And I actually think that that's such an important thing to think about where it's like, I actually have been begging everyone to tell me who I am my entire life because I've been too afraid to actually say it. And that was kind of Royal was Royal was the first time where I was like, actually, this is me. Do you know what I mean? This is real. This is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So I don't know. I just think take the risk. Do the thing. Chop. Shave your head. Bleach your eyebrows. Be bisexual. Come out. Like do whatever it is that makes that you you know you want to do. You know you want it. And it's not. It's you're doing it for yourself. And anything that you do and not for other people. And it's not seen as selfish by doing, by shaving your head, by coming out, by doing all these things, even though in your mind you're like, you can convince what is everybody easily. else going to think? Yeah. Because I think what I admire about Royal, we're very different in that way. I care so much about what other people think. That's great. You said I can't wear Vans because Vans are, I'd be posing because I don't skateboard. Exactly. I'm buying the Vans. Well, exactly. <laughs> Which shocks me that you wouldn't get the skinny jeans. 
it was more about family. It was, it was more about my parents. Exactly. Yeah. But like it's things like that. It's like I used to like stare in the mirror and pull my jeans back and imagine them skinny. Because yo, the through line in your whole entire life, you have the most stunning, stunning legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. I do have I am skinny as a needle leg. Skinny I as a needle leg. And I are. was always like Again, I always looked at those legs and was like, Joe is just like, he has model legs. <laughs> and I will, I have been told by grandmothers that I have tree, tree trunks. Trunk so at the end of the day, I'm happy. Trunk is hot. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've learned a lot of things as I've Since aged, you were 16, yeah. Since I was 16 that like, even down to chest, yeah. I love these tits. Thank God. More than anything yeah. at this point. I'm squeezing at least three times a day. You're it's no like game. a juicery in my Ew, room. Andrew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's but juice it, press. It, <laughs> my better was juice press me squeezing these tits. <laughs> Anyways, um, the final question that I really have for you before we get into the next segment is going to be, and I think you've already alluded to it, but what can we expect from Royal coming forward. What is the next iteration of Royal? I think that... I think that we'll... <laughs> I think that we'll see, like, a little bit more. I think it'll be in the fashion exploration, mm-hmm. in the gender exploration, in, like, how I'm showing up. I... I feel like... I do genuinely think if I do really... I think that when I do release music... Nice. It will be under the pseudonym Royal. <laughs> I almost just threw up. In, <laughs> in 2015, I re- I remember like I have all the album art for an album as the artist Royal Wars. Yep. So I think Royal will come back in that way. And I do kind of still want to go the alter ego route. In fact, I have to actually dig into that closet back there because in 2020, I got a custom mullet wig made. Bright orange. I remember this. And I kind of want Royal, the musician, to have that wig. I kind yeah. of want to Hannah Montana it a bit. Yeah. And then I think that would just be, like, I need to just find it in my closet. Because, because like, that'd be fun. Because I think that, like, where, you, I mean, like, you do exude confidence, regardless Thank if you, you feel it or not, but you do. Thank you. But I do think that, like, when it comes to that, it's going to give you an extra layer of confidence to be like, I can be this version of myself. Well, I love in a front costume. Of a- crowd yeah a large costume yes it's every single live show we've done i've been in a costume i can't wait to be your lily yeah yeah i really can't my lola left tangle yes literally stop um okay i feel like that's we're wrapping up that first interview but i do have one (laughs) one question for you and royal was your world shattered in 2013 yes. when you found out that someone was drinking at your 17th birthday party what did it do to royal's ego well honestly royal was being royal was still just gestating at this point it was like literally that time mm-hmm. where the the concept was royals is on the radio so this was really kind of it was beginning to this come was almost to your fruition. final straw this was it like kind of was, fuck it i'm gonna be royal now well to bring it back that was the summer where i didn't invite any of my high school friends to that birthday i only invited the dalers yeah because i was in the middle of a reinvention that mm-hmm. summer i did not want them to see me i did not want them to celebrate my birthday um so i do remember there's 
getting in trouble for something you did and then being accused of something you didn't. And I think that the rage that comes with being accused for something you didn't is an unparalleled experience. Like if if I knew or if I partook or even allowed yeah. the drinking to happen at my 70th birthday, it'd be a it'd be a guilt. Yes. But because I didn't know there was layers. One, I was like, well, what fucking bitch yeah. is like like sneaking this and not telling me? Also, like, do you not respect me? Well, yeah, like, I was just, I wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a matter of respect. I'm me. like, you hate me? <laughs> I just remember, like, being, conf- like, it was just kind of embarrassing for me. Because also, like, I was known for, like, throwing a sober party. Like, I was just like, oh, like, everyone's been bored. You know, because it was the time I never wanted to drink. And I was like, oh, I've been, like, holding people hostage at my house for these parties. With, like, Coke Zeros. Yeah, you know what I mean? So there was also that side of it. There was, like, a little bit of, like, embarrassment. Um, I didn't know we'd still be talking about it a decade later. I certainly did not know. <laughs> and I can certainly tell you, I guarantee the people at the party <laughs> also didn't think that. So the first episode was probably a shock to them. Yes. And a, and a few of them have reached out about it. Yes. A few of them have. And, and as I said and mentioned before, I did reach out to I, about seven of them at the party. I didn't hear from everyone back. I didn't get a response from everyone. So they're still in the mix for potentially being the one that drank at the party. But for those that I did reach out to, some of them did need to go back to the first episode to get the refresher. And for that, I appreciate you. And for that, I'm sorry, because we've accused a lot of them of different things. Not even just of drinking. We just talked shit. We we were like, we were talking (laughs) shit. shit. We used pseudonyms, but they know. They know. (laughs) They know that they they cracked the code. (laughs) They did crack the code. Rob cracked the code. So oh should God. I be talking about them in pseudonyms again? I think no. I think we should just go for it. Okay. Because at we the end of the day, as a clarifier, as a disclaimer, not one of these people do we are is in trouble. No. You know, like nobody. If at this point we respect it. So it's just a matter of it's just a matter of passion. Yeah. To find out the truth. Okay. So with that being said. I have responses from John Paul, Mary Kate, Vinny, Tor, Joe, Nicole. So I have chills. I have six statements, some longer than others, some voice messages that we will be playing as well. Full body chills. Full body chills. I'm personally going to start with John Paul. I reached out to John Paul. On the first episode, but I didn't have the chance to see the message until after we already recorded. Right. So I reached back out and I said, please Should send your statement. Should we give a little statement. context? Yes. So John Paul, I think that, I mean, I think we both met John Paul in the same year. Yes. And I John, would say fifth grade. Fifth grade. Uh, no, sixth grade. No, I think I met John Paul fifth grade. You might have soccer. met John Paul before me because. I was in sports. Yeah. He was in my sixth grade history class. I remember running, I remember seeing him in the hallway in sixth grade and being like, we know each other. Yes. And then, like, John Paul was kind of in... He was in, in the mix. He was in the, the mix. The whole time. And me and John Paul did win best friends in high school. Which, so, needless to say, there was a little bit of beef. There was there. a little bit of beef. And, like, looking back on it, I can understand. I mean, um, looking back on it, I can. So, <laughs> it's fine. But, like, me and John Paul always, like, we were very similar as a person. Yes. Which I think that... Motivated, uh, driven. Driven, and, like, wearing vineyard vines mm-hmm. identically. Little Mitt Romney's. We were Little, little Mitt's. Mitt's. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> like we're in a boy group and it's little, little mitts. <laughs> I am Wait, I didn't even dead. That. <laughs> I am dead. Little mitts. I can't. Welcome to the stage. Little mitts. So, this is verbatim from John Paul. Okay. I'm terrified. Okay. I weirdly remember that beers were found in the cooler later that night or the next day. I want to say it would usually be me because I thought it was cool to sneak a drink. But I also think I was terrified of drinking at the Hedges house because Patty and Joe's judgment. I was also terrified because earlier that year, your parents caught me talking about drinking at Shelter Island House for prom weekend. I also really remember talking to Joe about sneaking beers one time to Joe's, but I want to say that was for Halloween. It could have been for his birthday party because I probably said it would bring some too and then I probably chickened out. This is so insane to me. Um, when in doubt, I blame Tor. Now two people have been blamed. Three people in this message have been blamed. Sal, Sal Joe, Joe, and Tor. So John Paul's throwing a lot, throwing out a lot of accusations. So I and yet continually incriminating himself at the same time. So John Paul, I hate to be this person, but I do believe right now you're at the top of the pyramid. Right now you're at the top of the pyramid by incriminating three others, and you are in law, so you're incriminating three. Yeah, others. I mean John Paul, not a good case. This is not a good case, but I kind of see where he's coming from because I, I do believe the terror. It wasn't even like that. I get the terror of judgment because at this point in our lives, drinking was a yeah, it was a no no, especially in this house. Especially in this house, yeah. you come through with a, a twelve pack, no. you're leaving with you're leaving in cuffs. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say like yeah. So that was that was John Paul's response. Okay. It's interesting to note that he accused Tor. Now I feel like I almost need to go to Tor. I think Tor is next. When in doubt, blame Tor. When in doubt, blame Tor. So now Tor, for context. I remember the first time I met Victoria, we were lab partners in science class, mm -hmm. seventh grade. We dissected a frog together that we named Trisha. But Why? After Trisha. <laughs> Actually. Um, who was also at the party. Was she reached out to? She wasn't reached out to. I don't think it was Trisha. But we named the frog Trisha. And I just remember from that day forward, I was just... It, I would turn off my ringer. What the heck? I, would, I just remember from that day forward, I was infatuated with Victoria, with Tor. Yep. She, there's, there is nobody like Tor except you, except me. You guys and that's why she was similar. my perfect prom yes. date. You guys like, were literally the same person. Same person, very similar energy. Her accent is through the yes. roof, and I'm obsessed with it. So we're gonna listen. She did send three voice notes. The first one is a minute and fifty two seconds. Perfect. So think about that when you. I'm so scared. You could probably just. Okay, so I've had a minute to like get home and think about my Joe Cello statement. And a lot of it might be repetitive because you already said this in the podcast, but we were definitely like the weirder group of friends in high school. And like, I love it. Like I would never change anything about it. But, like we were weird and we loved like, I also feel like we were in the times, like it was just on brand to like love Vine and love Tumblr and like bring your digital camera to all these events. So like, is it weird or is that, was that just like culturally 
was cool. what was going on at the time. So whatever. But I remember like we definitely sat a lot in the beginning. We sat under like that little pergola thing and yeah. we were like just everyone was chatting, being weird, talking, and there was definitely a mini table of like drinks, sodas, iced teas, and there's always a stack of cups. Like always a stack of solo cups. So those were definitely there. So who's to say that somebody, you know, poured themselves a little one when no one was looking? Who was it? Um, I really think it could be Nicole. <laughs> Why? Why would I say it's Nicole? I would say it's Nicole because we were like, with the again, it was just culturally appropriate how we acted, but we were like the weirder kids. We were weird. Like we like recited vines and plays and TikToks and Broadway shit. Like we sang, we danced, we twerked. I'm fat, so I wanted to be thrown in the pool with my clothes on. Like, yes, that was what you said in the podcast was definitely real for me. But I, I just think she's a culprit. I don't think it's Vinny. I don't think it's Joe. No, I do think it's Joe. It could be Joe Napoli as well. <laughs> Chaos. This is chaotic. This is I actually... actually I actually this can't, is true crime in a crazy way. I actually can't believe what we're doing. That I, last my message, heart was pounding. That last message okay. just almost sent me over. You were losing it because I, in the moment, I was like, "What, what are, are we, doing? we doing? We are it. This is ten years old. <laughs> we are pitting people against each other in a way that like Nicole listens back and is like, like, what fuck the that bitch. fuck? Can't wait. Once I actually do plan this reunion, oh when my God. people come back. I'm sorry. I'm coming with the with the Alex Earl light. Yes. I'm going to get every single person on camera. No, absolutely. Like, it's over. I'm absolutely. coming with the, the whole studio set Yes. Up. Okay. Now, my last and final statement, which could also be another culprit, is for Joe Hedges. Joe, your backyard neighbors who approached your mom the next day and said, we found beer cans in our yard. Do those people also have children or underage children? Do you think that they could have maybe set up, you know, set this up in a way that like they hid the beers and then, oh, the mom found it. And then they're like, oh, I bet it was at those kids because they were having a party, you know, behind us. Like, do you think somebody could have set you up to like look like it was us having a party, but it was really your backyard neighbor's kids? You know what I mean? So I don't know. Nothing, another food for thought to think about. I, um, we've considered that. And the thing is that my neighbor's children were like in their 30s at that point and not living at home. So clearly the next person we have to hear from is Nicole. Nicole, Nicole I remember meeting Nicole. I met Nicole pretty early. I want to say Nicole was actually on our like basketball team in second grade. I don't know if you even remember this, but we played basketball with Nicole. There's a picture of me, you, and Nicole as babies, babies, and like Amanda and Sandra in the background, like as 10 year olds. Um, Son I know Nicole, I know Sa and Nicole and her sister Sandra are family friends at this point, I feel like with my family and Nicole was always cooler. Nicole, Nicole hung out with a different crowd. Tor brought up a good point. Nicole was always cooler. And like, she was Her a cool girl. We were, we were, to Victoria, Victoria's point, we were weird. Nicole was just like a normal She was, teenager. yes, she was normal. And then we were weird. That was experiencing like drinking in high school socially, but like not crazy. Right, it was yeah. like, you would look at Nicole and you were like, oh my God. Yeah. She's the cool girl. She's she has cool friends. One. She's yes. social, whatever. So. And then there was us being like. Let's do vines. Yeah. Like, yeah, to Victoria. Like, Victoria's should we do point. cartwheels in your backyard? <laughs> Anyways, so let's hear from Nicole. Because Nicole, she, needs, she needs to defend herself now. 
Nicole's statement wasn't very long. Oh my God. I remember the bracelets that that said Joachella. I want to say with peace signs on them, Def didn't drink. Wow. Wow. I have to say I believe Nicole. I, be I believe Nicole For with every reasons. bone in my body. She was coming with her older sister. Correct. And Sandra definitely would not. No. Not at in all. In this house. And again, their their mom That's and what I'm Patty, saying. There's like a like, family friend side of it. There's a familial aspect. And I don't yes. think Nicole is somebody who is like, I need to drink. I need to. I think that we go to Joe. Yes. Joe didn't give much either. Joe, for context, also childhood best friend, went to the same preschool as Correct. us, was in our bowling league together, mm -hmm. was in every single group costume with us. Joe has been the side participant to Good Children this entire time. Um, Joe, and he would claim this, and I'm sure he does, was the bad Joe, and I was the good Joe. So there was oftentimes situations where one, like Joe, bad Joe, would get in trouble, but I would be accidentally the one who was in trouble. For example, when I almost got shanked in seventh grade and sixth grade, that slit. the other Joe was obviously this Joe. There was also times when I made mistakes and I got in trouble and good old Joe would we'll take, take the it. fall because he knew it meant more to me than to him to get in trouble. So sometimes he was always he was the, almost a better kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was almost he had a he had a real like heart to him. He wasn't will he wasn't he would do wrong sometimes, but he would always he had a good heart. He had a really great heart. Yeah, which kind of made him a a great Joe. Yes. So Joe, when I reached out to Joe, didn't remember, and this is which I make which makes sense. He did a not remember ago. the night. Why it would he? It was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, ago was my birthday So party. he wanted pictures for reference, uh -huh. which I did not follow up with. So, and that is the truth. He that's did not good remember. journalism. And that's good journalism, right? So he didn't follow up. He did say, though, he has a vivid memory of our childhood, which he's, he's trying to get a seat at the table. <laughs> yeah. And we hear you and we see you, Joe. But I did put doesn't remember blackout. <laughs> I hate to be that I person. I don't think... No. The amount of alcohol constituted blacking out for anyone, nope. even in high school. Nope. The next one, though, the next statement was from Vinny. So Vinny was actually on our list. Vinny was being accused in a major, major way. In a huge way. Vinny had the backpack. Vinny had the backpack that was the subject for questioning mm -hmm. from a lot of people. And... You're okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I just like I, I in that moment I kind of was like, we really, we really, we really have no respect <laughs> for anyone but ourselves, um, and especially sister. And I no feel respect horrible. For them. No respect for that. Unless they pass on, because then, then it's behind me. But it's behind they're me, still but living family. on this earth. They could have family. They and they do. <laughs> um, but Vinny, for context, remember, I remember meeting Vinny like sixth grade. Vinny came out. Way before we did. Yes. I kind of always was jealous of Vinny Same, for that reason. Same, of course. Because he also was cool. Like, I mean, like, he was a part of this friend group. He was, like, artsy cool. Yeah. And, like, athletic and whatever. So he brought the backpack to the party. But his response was, Hey, so I'm actually watching the first episode right now as Rob. I now have to defend myself. 
how did he know? I guess, oh, my own. I guess we really made it clear. Because I did literally carry a backpack, Jansport backpack, with my water bottle and medication and stuff for my anxiety. Literally, literally going to come on the pod under a pseudo voice to clear my name. <laughs> Believe it or not, I actually was inside for a lot of the party talking to both Joe's mom and Joe's sister. I actually had to think back because I remember Tor being on, a, on the float in the pool. And then I remember being inside talking to Patty and Amanda. I have my suspicions, but I will give you my answer after I finish the first episode. My guess would be Mary Kate and I texted Tor before I watched and that's actually what I said to her. I also can't imagine a world where Joe would want to be surrounded by all these people he doesn't like, know very well, and party with them. As in Joe Napoli. Oh, oh my god, I thought it was me. I got so the way that my heart started yeah, pounding. No, no, no. I, I thought it was the last name for out. that reason. But um, um where yeah. So he's saying that Joe wouldn't have drank because he didn't want to be around us in the first place. <laughs> He's saying it was Mary-Kate and Sal. Did you reach out to Mary-Kate? And I did. And did she respond? And Mary-Kate's response was... <gasps> Stop, because I actually was hoping that we got a Mary-Kate And Mary-Kate's response, Kate's response I don't even was... Yet. I don't even want to hear it yet, because to bring it back, Mary-Kate was the one who cleared Benny's name to me in the first yes. place. She said that backpack was for anxiety. Yes. So this is Mary... And then Benny said it was Mary-Kate. And Mary-Kate said... If I was there, it was probably me. Oh! <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> now, can you even believe you could breathe now, Royal? I feel crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. If I was there, it, it was, was probably, probably me. me. Yeah. So, I... And I don't know if she's just taking the blame to take it because she doesn't remember. But that seems like. But it seems like seems you like, would remember. Or. So it, it seems was like common for her. Yes, and it seems like Vinny was Knew. right. Yeah. Because they it, were very close. They were close. I had to believe. Now it was Mary Kate. I have to believe. Whoa. Wow. Wow. So I'm Mary Kate. I want to say I'm sorry for putting you in a situation where you felt like you had to um lie and hide from the truth. And in reality, I kind of wish I was having the beers with you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it seems like maybe the real the real truth we were getting at after all wasn't about who drank mm-hmm. but it was about getting back to our roots and mm-hmm. getting back to the people who were there from the beginning and getting yeah. back in touch it reuniting i think that's exactly what i learned from this was like i haven't talked to some like some of these people in a really long so time so long and even just that one text yeah it was because of our podcast but like to see their name pop back up on my screen how crazy was, actually beautiful yeah and now we are getting drinks with mary kate like, yeah i want to hang out with her Vinny is another person i haven't seen him in a long long time i would love time. to see Vinny. would love to see Vinny. john paul going to his wedding yeah so it, it is it is incredible. we saw some of them at the live shows last time i saw them yeah um wow wow it feels crazy to loop back around and get an answer i really we got to the bottom of it we, you know what? You got to the bottom. I got of to it. the bottom of it. I'm really happy that I was able to piece these things together and get statements from people. And I hope that they were fine with me sharing. And I did let them know. So, Tor, 
thank you for sending the voice notes. I think that was great to put a voice to the name. Yeah. Otherwise, next time for for some people with statements, the longer the better. The longer the better. And I hope that maybe we can rack our brains, the, the three cells we have left. Yes. And find another mystery. Because it's almost... It's almost sad I agree. to see this story wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And while we're at it, actually, we've gotten... Let, let's bring it, actually, to the guidance office for a second. Yep. Good children, children to, to the, the guidance, guidance office. office. Yeah, who the, who the fuck was at the door? <laughs> who was, uh, <clears throat> you know, ringing that doorbell? It's a mystery the people... Uh, yeah, I feel like we deserve to know, you know? All right. Bye. <laughs> That's actually really good. Who the fuck who is was that? at the door? Who the, the fuck was, was at, at the door? door? So this is in reference, obviously, to the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who episode when our doorbell rang when we were in full drag. So who was at our door was... It was it was a man who worked in our building yes. dropping off packages. And I don't think that we ever... I think he just left the packages outside, right? Well, because happened. after the second ring... And us... Because we cut it out of the episode, but we sat in silence for like five more minutes in dead silence until yeah. he left. Because we were panicked about it. And we were like, we thought he was gone. And then the second he ring must happened. have made a round again. I think, check. I think he just heard us talking. And he knew we were in... The, because we what, what we learned about our old apartment was like, if you got off the elevator on our floor, we were at the last apartment in the hallway... You could hear every word that was being said in our yep. living room from the end of the hallway. Yep. So he heard us talking. He did. And he was like, why aren't they answering? And then the sec he heard us, we went back to talking, and then he rang again, and we got silent. So he knew we did not want to open the door. We, I, I, I feel like that video needs to be shared with him. I know, John. John, needs to, to, John needs to see that video. Also, poor John, this wasn't the only time that a doorbell incident happened in that apartment. Remember when we did shrooms? How could I forget? And we, and I, I answered the door. You, it was me. Well, how this, could this I forget? Is my trip. This is my trip. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me. Yeah, it was you. I almost think you were crying in the room about Poland at that point. I no, I wasn't were... crying about Poland yet. I was crying. Oh. I was still in the corner looking at the tree, saying, "It's, it's coming towards me." <laughs> yeah, and I remember we were all sitting there, and the doorbell rang. Yep, and. I obviously default to you, yes. usually in all situations like that. But I also had an understanding that this was a bit more of a unique situation for you. Yeah. I think it would have been fucked up if I said, Andrew, open that door. Yeah. Well, I would have started crying. And I, but I also felt like I was just crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I remember doing it because it happened twice. And the person who we did shrooms with the first time yelled out like cocksucker. I remember that. So that was even more embarrassing. Which I was kind of like, I was like, what are you doing? Well, yes, <laughs> but what are you, why are you saying that? And then I had to like open the door, pupils dilated, yep. hunched, and say, thank you. And I walked in with packages and it was devil horns. I remember I walked in and I gripped open the box with, with your, my teeth. Yep. And then after that, though no, i can't you cried about poland i cried about poland and i i stripped naked and hugged my body and then that's what happened i think i witnessed a birth <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was our first question but that's not our only question because we've gotten so many in our time off so what do you guys recommend when you are not you are a gay man like myself 
What do you recommend as far as interactions where if you're not, like, a gay's gay, but, like, you get along with, like, everyone around you, like, everyone, like, like, you're a girl's gay, they love you. You're a guy's gay, but the guy is straight. Like, they love you, but the gay gays don't love you. What do you recommend as far as, like, just, like, communication tactics? Like, what are your thoughts? For so many gay men, like, talking to other gay men, like, we're all so deeply damaged and insecure that, like, people come off as shy, people come come off as nervous, and we read that as mean and yeah. nasty. When in reality, it's, like, insecurity coming to the forefront. Because, like, everyone wants to feel comfortable. Yes. And we all don't know. We weren't really trained to socialize with each other. It was yeah. almost, like, a bad thing. Like, I remember growing up with you, like, when we were both being gay, like... It was like a bad thing to like be gay together, like to, yeah. like you know, like even to put on the wigs, like if, like it was embarrassing. And I feel like because of that, you've taught yourself you don't want to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you can be gay, but like not that like you can't yeah. like lean in. So I don't know. I think it's just a matter of having more like you gotta look at the gay lifestyle as really funny yeah. i think first of all you have to laugh at it and then you have to look at who else is laughing mm-hmm. and then laugh with them i agree and i also want to challenge you because you're clearly comfortable with the girls right and comfortable with yourself and you're comfortable with yourself you're comfortable with the straight guys you identify with as a guy i would assume a gay, at least. a gay, a gay, but you're not feeling comfortable with what you identify with in this circle, right? Like, oh, wow. So that's, I mean, I'm not saying it in a way because I felt that way too, and I get it. But it's like in those situations, I think that you're gonna find a real big difference with gays when you feel comfortable being with those gays. Because I never felt comfortable in gay spaces, and now I do. What do you mean? When I'm with people, I like to make other people feel comfortable, right? Right. Like, so I feel comfortable. Yeah. So with girls, it's it's not hard for me because, like, I already feel comfortable as a person. So, like, I'm like, okay, I can be with my girls because whatever. We, I can be gay and they're obsessed with it. With the guys, I'm like, I'm gay, but I want to make myself feel comfortable in this space. This space. So I'm having the conversations with them. I'm not like getting it i'm like just going with the flow with them yeah with the gays though i don't feel comfortable because like i'm shy i'm intimidated i'm why i'm insecure i'm insecure so then in that situation i'm a little bit more quiet i'm a little bit more reserved i feel like i kind of come off as bitchy i think that that's what we realized about ourselves yeah i come off as we had that moment where we were like wait we are the bitchy we think that everyone else is being bitchy but we're not looking people in the no. eyes talking to whispering to each other at a party but why am we i actually not are the bitches we're the bitches but why am i not like in the situations with the girls or the straight guys i'm the one that's engaging in conversation well i think that you kind of make a good point like when you're with the girls being gay is enough you know what i mean like it's just enough to i mean there's layers to it but when you're with the gays you're all operating at the same baseline your your main personality trait of being gay is no longer enough to carry through the conversation exactly I think that also, to your point, the more comfortable you get with yourself as a gay man, the more comfortable you are around gay men. Exactly. And I'll always say this. I think gay men are psychotic. I think gay spaces are psychotic. I think that almost 
99% of what we see on Twitter and on the internet and like the jokes and the gags and the conversations are like brain rottingly numb numbingly surface level Mm -hmm. but i think that is just that i think it's it's like an iceberg like once you get past that surface level of poppers it like you actually start to learn more about a person and i think that we're just looking for common ground by going for those extreme stereotypical things to like find an end with each other i think the easiest thing truly is watching a Real Housewives franchise. There is no better way to connect with another human being on this planet, gay, straight, bisexual, transgender, asexual. Do lesbians love Real Housewives? That's a question I I would like to find out. I would like to find that out as well. There is no greater way to connect with strangers on this planet and realize that we are all part of a deeply intricate universe than watching the real housewives all you need to do to become someone's closest confidant in a social setting is just watch the real housewives Mm -hmm. like the way a person lights up from the inside Mm -hmm. when they know what franchise you're talking about the way that you feel sisterhood that you've never experienced in your entire life with a complete stranger. Yes. As long as they know who Lisa Barlow is, is genuinely one of the most beautiful and unmistakably human experiences you can have on this planet. And I encourage every one of us to invest two to four weeks watching a Real Housewives franchise it's, of your choosing. It's a commitment, but I honestly do thank you for introducing me it to changes it. Because, your life. Joe, I, I since I've had incredible conversations. It's the great with equalizer. Hunter, with you, with your mother in the car today. Exactly. I just felt like I was included. I had you a seat at the feel, table. It's like watching sports. And you, I've never felt more isolated than I when know. I was in, in situations where people were talking about it and I couldn't, I I know. couldn't keep up. And now it is necessary viewing because like, even when I was in Australia, like if I was in a difficult social setting around gays and Australian gays, I can't even speak. They don't speak the same language. But the moment that I brought up the real housewives of Salt Lake City instantly, instantly I connected with a gay and had a 25 minute conversation. And in that conversation, you reveal so much about yourself by what you see in these women. It is literally like, it's genuinely the most crucial tool we have. I agree. It is the only thing we have on this planet to connect ourselves to other people. And I implore you to explore it. Wow. And you look up at the lights on the buildings and all of the things that make you wonder. And I am here and I am looking at her and she is so beautiful. And in that moment, I swear, we are infinite. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. I'm obsessed with this episode. I'm going to take us down under for an amazing treat where I had a meat pie and a vanilla slice. Greetings from Australia. Hi. Today we are doing the snack of the week. We're here with Ross. Hi. If you haven't met Ross, Ross is my boyfriend. 
I've been visiting his family for the past almost two weeks. Kind of crazy. Very crazy. And I've been trying a lot of different foods and fare and fauna and flora while I'm here. <laughs> Today is a big day because we've been waiting to record this, but we are getting... We're gonna get a meat pie and a vanilla slice. And I've had some meat pies before. We've, we've all had a few meat pies in our lives. And I used to get them from Pie Face in New York City, which I found out is an Australian company, which makes sense because it's an Australian cuisine. Yeah, it's pies. We're gonna, I'm fucking sweating in this car already and we just turned the air conditioner off like two seconds ago. We're gonna go. Okay, Dave. <laughs> An important update is that the car next to us's license plate is um, Kuoko, spelled exactly like Kaylee Kuoko. Um, makes you think a lot personally. So what we picked up today is I got a Solo. Which is an Australian soda. It's, or soft drink that we call it. And it's, I would actually categorize it as a soft drink and less of a soda. It has some of the best flavor I've ever had and also the best amount of carbonation. It's like there, but it's not. They also make it hard. I got a pie and it is bacon, steak, and cheese. I got a pepper pie. I don't even know what that means. Really? I love pepper. I have no idea what that flavor is. Show them. <gasps> Are you gagging? It tastes like pepper and flaky pastry. You want those people to hear our conversation? No, sorry, the Kuoko's just showed up. I'm glad you didn't take a photo of their <laughs> registration. I think what I've learned about this country. What? One, all these fucking bitches out here talking about how scary Australia is because of wildlife. I've dealt with the spiders. If I can deal with them, anyone can deal with them. You've been very brave. Thank you. I think I've been, I think, did I ask Ross's mom to help? Well, did I ask Ross to then enlisted the help of his mother to eradicate a huntsman from our room ethically? Yes. yes. And did I- Because he wouldn't sleep until I did. And I had to, I actually laid in bed under the covers as it all happened in front of me. But, Otherwise, like, I'm okay, I'm okay with this. There could be one in this car right now. There was. There probably is. That's not funny. <laughs> Geographically, like, Australia is located in the ideal place to have so many incredible cuisines. Like, you're getting it from every angle. Yeah. And that's something that's lacking for us back in the States. I'm going to eat this vanilla slice. We got dessert! Because I have places to go and people to see. This is a vanilla slice. Um, some people call it a snot block, but... A what? It's kind of giving sweet Adele. What's that? I understand why you've been trying to get me to have it for a week straight now. <laughs> mm. Back to America. And just like that... <laughs> Joe, you look different. I looked really bad in that video, and it was upsetting really? me. Because oh. I actually rolled the tapes... The first time I filmed it, I looked amazing. And then the second time I was like, I look like shit. Well. Hi. What happened? I didn't have one. And I was actually annoyed for the rest of the day thinking like, why did I not make myself look better before I did this? Sometimes. But it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I've looked so much worse. It's true. Yeah. <sighs> and with that. And with that. 
it's time to say goodbye for now, but not forever, because we'll see you on Friday with a brand new Patreon, and we'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you know what to do. Don't forget to do your homework. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. I definitely need a, I need a few ratings. Yeah, I, think I would this like is to a call see a few action. new ones. I think this is a call to action. I would like to see a few ratings on um, Apple Podcasts because yeah. I think we've been running dry. We may get a few a week, but I would like we to do. see. I would like to see twenty-five more this week. I would like to see one hundred and fifty. <laughs> so I think that if you want to be one of the chosen one hundred and fifty that Andrew sees this week, five stars. They changed my life. They need a TV show. show. They need a Peabody Award. A Peabody Award. If you're watching this on YouTube, press that damn bell button. I think a lot of you did because our subscriber, our YouTube views are going up now. And I wonder if that has to do with that bell button. So don't forget. Don't forget. And you know where to find us across all social media platforms at GoodChildrenPod. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Muscarella on TikTok at Andrew underscore Muskie. I'm on Instagram at Joe Hedges and on TikTok at Be Quiet Joe. We'll never be, be royals. royals. You it's can run in our, it don't run in our blood. The kind of love sent for us. We crave a different kind of love. Is it love? Different kind of love. Let me be your ruler, ruler. You can call me Queen Bee, and baby, I'll rule. Let me live that fantasy.